Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. The time has cometh. Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television is on the air. Yes. It is the winter of our solstice. <clears throat> what, what is that? What is the winter of our solstice? I have no idea. I don't know, but these are the cool jazz sounds right now. Straight it's the cast. solstice of our winter. Yes, of Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Uh-uh. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. And again, um, Wednesday night, we're super stoked to bring to you the Bass Fishing Galaxy, the best in the bass fishing business. And tonight, for the first time ever, it's been a long time coming. Um, I'm really excited to get this dude on here because, uh, it, it, like I said, you know, it's it's kind of we've kind of run through the gamut, and I'm thinking to myself, who would be an amazing guest on this show? <clears throat> Guy that comes to mind, the host of Facts of Fishing. He's also the MC for the Bassmaster Elites. The mascot. He he's the mascot. He he's, he is basically done it all in, in professional bass fishing on the entertainment. Spectrum. He's on the yes. spectrum. He, he's extra. He is very extra. Full circle. Yes. Uh, we bring to you, for the first <clears> time <throat> ever on this maniacal show, let us give it up uh, for Dave Mercer. He's coming on at 710. <laughs> Woo! Dave Mercer. Yes. Mics are hot. These, are, soup, these new mics are very uh, yeah. crispy. I feel like Chuck Berry. I feel like Elvis. Yeah, I, I feel that was better. I wish I would have said that. Yeah, I feel like um, Elvis um, and Jim Morrison right before he passed. Right now, is <clears throat> kind of how I feel. So you feel like you're on LSD? Not really. No. Okay. No, just Red Bull. Just Red Bull. Uh, this guy over here, uh, he's a wisecracker. He's a uh, nightmare walking <laughs> and psychopath talking. Uh, I want you to say hello to the drummer of of the band. Uh, this guy, he's the backbeat. Uh, he keeps it real. It's Ryan Whitaker. He's the what popcorn. Is up? Here's the popcorn. Woo. Uh, Woo! That's how we do it. Boom, boom. Right there. Grabbing it. You got yourself a little mask out there. I do. That's the mighty Thor. Yes. He's my <clears> inspiration. <throat> He's my inspiration in life. Um, you guys may have heard of him. The, he is not a myth. Um, he is actual an actual entity um, that we all know as the OG, original, hip, hop, Fisherman, he's my lawyer. He's JP. Hey, yeah. Do you know? Do you ever bust any rhymes, JP? Like, do you ever just bust out a random rhyme? Like in your head, you do, right? I mean, there's rhymes in your head. I've right? heard him do it on accident. Yeah, he just does it like yeah. we're fishing. Yeah. Like that spot, um, the the blue ball spot. Right. I yeah. set the hook. I didn't uh, even look. He didn't even look. It was yeah. uh, it was amazing. That's JP Highs, the hip hop fisherman. It's our dude. He's taking your questions on the uh, social media here today on both forms, on the uh, straightcast.net and the uh, bookface page. Uh, you know who, uh, who is the super glue that uh, holds the trailer on this whole jig of a show right here? Do you know, Ryan Whitaker? Do you know who it is? <clears throat> I, I have a theory. I have a theory who it is, too. In fact, this is not a conspiracy ever, theory ever. This is not fake news. This is real news. Um, he is the Ginger Ninja, Andrew Ellenberger. Yes. Where's, where's Ginger? I can't see him. Well, there's Ginger. He cannot beg to differ. Good boy, Ginger. That's Ginger Ninja. 
That's Ginger Ninja right there. Hey, a lot of stuff going on too um, in the world of bass fishing. It's almost show season is upon us. It's the um, it's, oh boy, it's this miracle that we call sports show season, and it's coming up. the um, The first stop on the tour this year is Kokomo, Indiana. Um, if you want some information on that, go to Wild Indiana Outdoors uh, Facebook page. Uh, you can find out everything you need to know. But what is really cool about this show is that it is coinciding with the Bass University. And uh, it's actually, it's a very intimate show. That's what's so cool. I mean, yeah. they have wine tasting. Um, they have You can go to Tupperware parties afterwards. They do. They have candle candle swapping contests. There's roast beef. Well, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, there, there's roast beef. But the, the fact of the matter is... Um, Bass University is there, and there's some great names there this year. Uh, Cajun Baby's there. Um, Suggs, old Suggs is there. <coughs> Our buddy Bill Lowen, uh, a dude by the name of Mike Iconelli is there. Uh, John Cruz. Um, who, who, who did I, I leave out? Mark Zona. Mark, Mar- Zona. Mark Zona yeah. is there also this year. Um, that's going to be a great time, and you can sign up for those Bass University classes by, I believe it's Bass UTV. Is that what it is, Andy? Bass UTV, go there and you can sign up for the Bass University class. But these guys will also be giving seminars um, at the uh, at the Wild Indiana Outdoors at the Kokomo Convention Center. That's January 13th and 14th. Um, also, we know how important it is to get kids into, prof- into bass fishing, okay? A stability for kids to have a plateau to achieve the knowledge and the success that come along with with the potential yes. that bass fishing has, and um, there's a little town in uh, in Missouri called Ava. Have you guys ever heard of Ava, Missouri? Well, Ava, Missouri happens to be where Rick Clun lives, and the Ava High School bass fishing team um, has set up a GoFundMe page. Reason being, you're saying, oh, okay, why are they doing this? Well, Ava is a, is a rural town, plain and simple, and the high school bass uh, club is self-funded, and they're trying to get things going. It's not, you, everybody knows that bass fishing is not cheap. I mean, no. come on. It, it is not cheap whatsoever. Our buddy Sean Boyle, um, he's a friend of the Straight Cash Show. He told me about this. And if you want to help uh, the Ava Missouri High School bass team, um, you can go to GoFundMe.com, and then just, if, just search in there, Ava High School Bass. And it'll bring you right to it. And uh, if you can, whatever you can give helps. Uh, it, it'll help these kids uh, um with their passion, man. Yeah, a lot of these kids are absolute beginners. Yeah. Like, a lot of them have never fished, and then they join this club, so they'll need a rod. And know, a lot of whatever. them are sticks, dude. Yeah. They're sticks. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They, they got, will, and if they're not, they will be in a They're few from years. Rick Clun's town. Yeah. Come on. I mean, that's the deal. Hey, but I got a great idea. Why don't you at home put the power poles down? Don't go anywhere, because when we get back, it's Dave Mercer right here on Straight Cast. Catch you in a minute. Step up your game. It has been said that professionals are only as good as the tools they work with. And Alpha Angler has developed the ultimate set of tools for you, the competitive angler. Alpha Angler Custom Rods, brought to fruition by the passion of Master Craftsman Jake Boomer and 2017 BASS Angler of the Year, Brandon Palinick. Alpha Angler Rods are custom made in the USA, designed and engineered to be perfect. Alpha Angler utilizes a very unconventional approach to making the very best bass rods, from drop shotting to flipping. Alpha Angler's focus is on building perfectly balanced tournament-grade bass rods at an affordable price. Join the Alphalusion today and purchase direct at alphaangler.com. Step up your game, alphaangler.com. 
The swim jig technique is one of the most successful ways to put fish in the boat. Time in and time out, Bravani Bait swim jigs are just the right tool for the job. Beaming with quality, the Bravani swim jigs come in a myriad of colors, feature the best premium hooks and solid trailer keepers to give you, the serious bass angler, the confidence you need to accomplish your goal of putting more fish in the boat. So go to BravaniBaits.com and start climbing the ladder to swim jig success. Taming the beast isn't easy, but the bigger your electronics, the more you have on the line. In conditions like this, you need the KVD Kong Extreme Electronics Mount. The only electronics mount designed and built to be rock solid. No movement, no matter how heavy your gear. A marine-grade mount for fresh or salt water that's monstrously strong. The KVD Kong Extreme Electronics Mount. Rageous Outdoors is quickly becoming the industry leader in tournament fishing apparel. There's no better way to represent your sponsors than with, with a Rageous jersey. jersey. At Rageous, you can get a short sleeve, long sleeve, sweatpants, the best prices in the industry. Rageous also offers club and team discounts, special high school and college prices. Our website is easy to navigate, and Rageous's staff will make the process quick and easy for you. Rageous Outdoors, offering high-quality tournament apparel for the weekend angle. Outfit yourself from head to toe. Check out Rageous online at www.rageous.com. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh my, oh my. Welcome back to Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Uh, I am your host, uh, Pat Renwick here. And um, I want to tell you, it, it's been a long time of coming here, man. And uh, I'm super stoked to bring to you the host of, of Facts of Fishing, uh, the uh, the MC of the Bassmaster Elite Series weigh-ins. Um, you probably know him as, as Mr. Diamond. And I just refer to him as... Diamond Dave Mercer. He's right here. He's live. He's live. Yes. Yes. Woo. I thought he was wearing like a weird fish hat. They that's love just a fish him. Behind him. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow, Dave. Wow. wow. <laughs> this is a, he's free. Wow. Thank you. I mean, God, that was stellar. That, that was stellar. Do you hear how they went nuts for you? Do you hear it? Uh, well, it's not something I'm used to, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you have a guest with you. Who's I, I, felt like, I felt like I just introduced Kevin Van Dam. Well, you're in essence, you are. You've been referred to as the Bill Dance of Canada. Do you know that? I, I did not know that. That, that is a true story? Uh, that is not a true story I just made up. That's an actual true story. You have been referred is, to. Is that because yeah, I read. I I read it on the internet, so it must be true, Dave. It must be true. Totally, totally true. <laughs> Man. So, but first of all, let's, let's clear the air, guys. I, I got I got to bring this up. I mean, I mentioned it to you before this interview, but what the hell gives? I mean, you guys basically interviewed everybody in the entire fishing industry. And is this like the going away special? Okay, there's only one guy left to get. We'll get Mercer. No, that's Rick Clun. As soon as I get Rick Clun, I'm going to quit. That's that's the plan. 
but the <laughs> yes, he st- he constantly dumps my phone calls. We wanted to get all the bugs worked out before we had you. <laughs> no, seriously, it's okay. um, it, you you have been a long time in the works. It's a, it's a, um, it, it's just a cycle of things, David. It, it really is. And um, you don't mind if I call I you? Understand. Yeah, dude, we are excited yeah. to have you on it's the show. Fine. It, there's been a bu- seriously. Dude, are you making me feel bad, Dave? On my own show, is that what's going on? I think you made on? him feel bad. No, and now he's returning. Gosh, it. guys, just kick me in the plum. What's happening? Okay, let's get past it, guys. We got tonight. Okay, who needs tomorrow? <laughs> right? Who let's needs not to- worry about the past? Let's <laughs> over. <laughs> I am glad you're here, most sincerely. And and who is your little special friend that you have with you today? You have a guest with you. Who who is that friend? Oh, the. That, that's my well. We're in my bar. This down here. No, I'm talking about on your face. Well, well, oh, on my face. Yeah, that this friend. A friend of mine. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that is Jim Abdul the beard. And um, quite frankly, I've had enough of his bullshit. Uh, I don't. Can I say that? On you can say yeah. whatever you want, Dave. Because uh, that's all it is. Okay. Well, he's uh, basically here's the deal. As you can see. Kareem is pretty spectacular. Yeah. I mean, I will give him that. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a natural one hair of the world. And um, <laughs> the problem is Kareem knows how spectacular it is. And you know how people get, you know. I mean, he's all – thinks he's basically the Conor McGregor of facial hair. That's and, Ryan. Um, That's this guy right here, Ryan. Really? Can you, see, can you see Ryan? He looks like Conor McGregor. Yeah. I'm slightly better looking, so I know why you're having trouble with it. Slightly better looking than Conor McGregor. Really? Yeah, sli- I said slightly. <laughs> I said Conor slightly. McGregor has a jet. It, 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 you don't. That's it fine though. Matter, it, Ryan rode his bike here. He, <laughs> he rode his bike here. I can, did not. Can you see us, Dave? Can you see me and and Ryan? I, I I can see you. I can just see like a little bit of a disheveled. Wow! Look at that beard. You, you see there that? Yeah, that's yeah. I told you. Yeah, that's the entire. Molded. Sorry, guys, but if you two molded your faces together, we'd have found Sam Squanch. (laughs) Yes, that is true. (laughs) Uh, That that is true, man. But you. uh, But all kidding aside, you look spectacular, dude. You really look good, man. Well, 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 thank you very much. It uh, it it started out of laziness, and um, and then Mark Zona told me I shouldn't shave and. When Zona tells me to do something, evidently I do it. So um, Kareem's here to stay. I, I don't know um, how long Kareem will be here, but his reign will never be forgotten. No, that is that is true. That is true. <laughs> have, have you ever called Mark Zona Zed? No, no, no. no. I, really, I should call him Zed. Really, you, you, you I should, should represent Canada. Yeah, I think so. That's that's the old Zed right there. Forevermore, I will refer to him as the Z train. You're, you are welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I did not trademark that yet, so it is all yours, Dave. It is, it wow. is all yours, I, Dave. I cannot imagine what that's going to do for my career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, um, let's uh, let's try something here, okay? Are, are you feel, right. are you feeling adventurous? Always. Okay, I did this one only one time on this show ever. And um, we did it to Mike Iaconelli, and uh, it 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 went it went crazy. It, it was absolutely nuts. But um, I want you to um, to to think of your happy place. Okay, do you have a happy place in your mind? I do. Okay, 
Okay. Share with me that happy place. How? Well, what kind of, what kind of, well hold on. No, no, no. You go. You, <laughs> share with you me. didn't tell me I had to share my happy place. Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to think of another happy place now. Okay. <laughs> happy places with Dave Mercer. All right. Happy places. It has a quiet, meandering stream that runs down the side of a peninsula. Yes. Yes. It's my peninsula of happiness. I like it. The peninsula of happiness. It's I'm isolated away from the distractions of the world. Yes, you're there. You're there. I am. Alone. Yes. Me. I need you to exfoliate all negative feelings. Exfoliate them. Exfoliate them, Dave. Now, open your eyes a little, Dave. Now, okay. watch the TH Marine mug. Watch it. Right. Watch the TH Marine mug. Yes. Watch the mug. It's right there. Dave, when I make the sound of the crow, you will come out of your happy place and you will be a 12 year old Dave Mercer. Dave, in your own words, when you are this 12 year old Dave Mercer, I would like you to progress us again in your own words to the Dave Mercer that you have become now. Wait for the sound of the crow, David. Wait for the sound of the crow. Wow. Hey, Dave, welcome to Straight Cast. It it was like being back in the womb. It was so nice. I didn't want to leave there. I got to be honest. Now you're 12. Now you're 12, Dave. I'd like to hear in your own words. Yeah, I'd like to hear in 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 your own words the history of Dave Mercer. From the twelve-year-old, the twelve-year-old Dave. Well, from early on, Dave Mercer. Well, I am twelve-year-old Dave Mercer. Yes, that is true. Holy, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) I wash my hands a lot. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, (laughs) A lot of crunchy towels. Uh, (laughs) Offside. Sorry. sorry. Outstanding. No. the crow, no, the cockle crowed. I was the same weirdo I am today, guys. I, I, I honestly, it's weird, but at 12 years old, I run into people all the time that I went to school with at 12 years old, and, and it's amazing because they do the you're doing exactly what you said you were going to do. <laughs> and from you know, I was always that little fishing geek that. From day one was always, you know, I grew up fishing rivers, you know, for steelhead and that sort of thing. And then my family moved up to a lake and that's when my bass kind of, you know, they dominated my mind. And, and it was <laughs> even before that, I remember watching TNN and stuff before I even lived on that lake. And there was always something about bass fishing. You know what I mean? That, that just, it obsessed me. You it's know, magic. I remember the old Bassmaster shows and. And Bob Cobb, and and mm. I just was obsessed about it. And uh, so I moved up to a lake, um, started fishing tournaments when I was 13, um, and got really lucky, did did really well. And at that time, I mean, there wasn't a lot of 13-year-olds fishing. It's not like the great opportunities they have today with all the different programs. So I kind of stood out. And, uh, you know, the whole way through high school, I never had a job. I never, ever worked. I... Um, I fished tournaments and I guided, and that's how I made my living. And uh, life was good. And then, uh, 
school ended. And I was like, damn. <laughs> Real world. <laughs> going to college. And um, that, that wasn't really an option for me. Uh, so I went to a lot of their colleges for a while. And I toured them on weekends and had fun. <laughs> but basically, you know, I, I fished, you know, the whole way through. Um, you know, I, I really focused on tournaments until um, I was probably 21. And even at that age, I knew – that's not the life I want. You know, that that's the most amazing thing to me about the guys that I work with on the Elite Series. I mean, the commitment and the drive and, the you know, the constant work ethic that you have to have to make it at that level. I knew early on, I'm like, I, I'm not that guy. I can't go away from home like Brandon Polnick and come back five months later. You know, even when I was 21 and... You know, and, and it was proven to me this past year, you know, I watched Kevin, who's one of my best friends in the world. And if it wasn't for Kevin, I don't have the job at Bass. Um, but I watched Kevin's event um, in Waddington, and we were staying right beside the launch. And, you know, we were having grilling out and stuff, and we said, hey, Kevin, you know, come on over for a beer. And he couldn't even stop. You know, he had to go to the next tournament. You know, they had to get Champlain the next day. And... Sorry, I need a libation. Yeah, get get it. You're in your happy place. <laughs> we, we 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 can all have libations. Yes, um, but you know, watching the best to ever play the game, he's made more money than you know most of the other top ten earners combined, and he's at that level, and he's done so much, and he still has to do that. You know what I mean? There's not other sports like that, and so I knew early on. I'm like, hey. Those guys have um, that thing I don't have, a work ethic. And, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, and I, I also knew my limitations as an angler. You know what I mean? I, I, there, there's a certain thing you need to be very successful in tournaments. And I, I think I did okay at a local level. But I still wanted to fish for a living. So the two things that I've always done is fished and yapped, you know, talked my whole life. Yeah, you know, me too. I, I, I What's it. that? I said I'm. I can totally relate to this. I am speaking your language. You know, literally the reason every the way I make a living today is everything every teacher I had wrote on my report card that was a negative. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, it's crazy. It, and and the weirdest thing is they actually invited me to speak at the. That the reunion a few years ago uh, as like the keynote speaker, and um, I told them I'd think about it and never called back. Um, <laughs> okay, don't do that. Don't be petty. Don't be petty. Okay, get over it. <laughs> Guidance counselor was a real jerk. Anyways, back to our story. Twenty-two years old, knew I wanted to fish for a living, but knew that the tournament lifestyle wasn't for me. So I started focusing on the other thing that I've always loved, and that's talking and entertaining and that sort of thing. So I knew that TV was, you know, a likely place for me to be. So I stopped focusing on tournaments. I still kind of dabbled in them, but I, you know, I focused on getting a career in television. And and really, that that's the coolest part about my job with Bass, to be honest. It, it, you know, people see you there and they think, oh, wow, you work for Bass and, and that's cool. And, and I never forget the the incredible opportunity I have. But I was such an in, insane fan of it. I, 
I went to 10 classics, attended 10 classics before I ever worked for Bass. And I would sit there, and I'm sure you guys totally understand any real bass fishing fan that's ever done it knows it. That feeling, you know, when you go in the arena and you just feel it. And, and when the classic champion is crowned, I mean, every time it happens, you know, the hair on my arm stands it's up. It's epic. And, and, and that's not because I'm emceeing it. It's just because what the moment is. Like, it, it's actually happens less when I'm emceeing it because I'm busy doing that stuff. But when I was just sitting there and every year I'd be at the classic and I'd be like, man, did I screw up? You know what? I found a way to make a living fishing and I love it and I'm so thankful, but I really, you know, I still, I looked at the classic and I'm like, man, I, I was, should I have focused more on tournaments and tried to make it here? Nah. You know, not that I want that lifestyle, but just to say I did it once and, um, and I would really toil over that and, uh, and that's the best thing about bass, like it come it's come full circle for me you know what i mean i found a way to get involved with the greatest event in bass fishing and i mean it's about the only way i could qualify for a classic but <laughs> you I qualify mean, every year <laughs> every year you're qualified that, that, that's awesome man and the and the the fact of the matter is, I mean, everybody knows you from the facts of fishing and then your original little what were they like sixty second um, tidbits that you did. I first saw him on Bass Fan. I was like, "This dude is awesome." When I first saw that, it was so unique at, at the time and 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 just very entertaining, obviously. But what I really don't know about you um, is how did the whole thing with Bass evolve? It, 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 how did that happen? Like, what was it like? A I mean, I know Zona's stories told me a million times about it, and but I, I just don't know the Mercer story into the to the transfer of bass well first of all before i tell you the story you got to understand the way my brain works because yeah. I, I don't I, I honestly don't think i think like a lot of people you know you'll listen to business courses and things like that and people will say things to you like have a five-year plan <laughs> and while that's <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> five-year plan do you think donald trump thought he was going to be president five years ago oh, nobody God. And it is very sound business advice. But the negative of that, and I've always believed this, is you're shooting yourself short if you have a five-year plan. Because what you do is you set realistic goals. Just just by taking it from your head and putting it on paper, right away, you second step. You know what I mean? It's like some dude saying, you know, I want to marry whoever, you know, Kate Upton or whoever the chick of choice is. And... You know, when you were to write that down, it sounds pretty ridiculous. Well, so does writing things down like, I want to MC the Bassmaster Classic. You know, <laughs> and that's kind of where I don't fall into that mold of, I've always believed that you never know what opportunities can come your way and you better be prepared for them. And, and don't ever hide your dreams, you know, don't ever... You know, if I had stifled my dreams, I'd never have worked at the Classic. But uh, I guess somehow I had the uh, guts to bring it up to Zona. And it wasn't even, honestly, when I first started applying, basically, it had nothing to do with emceeing. I didn't know. I just said to Zona one night in a bar, ironically, (laughs) and Kev was there. I said, hey, man, if there was ever any way I could work with Bass, like doing anything, I would just love to be part of that. 
And uh, I remember Zona looked at me and he goes, really? And I said, yeah, 100%. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and uh, I guess at the time they were looking for a different MC. You know, there was the new ownership, but I still didn't know that's what I was applying for. I mean, I went to kind of three pseudo meetings with Mike McKinnis, Tim Schick, you know, Wes Miller, some of the different people at JM. I got to meet them, did a Zona shoot. You know, which turns out that that was kind of part of an addition, I guess. You know, they wanted to see how I was on camera and if I was a jackass to work with, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I don't ever, while I don't set plans because I don't believe that, you know, you really know, you, you won't set your goals high enough because you, you just can't. You know what I mean? Unless you're Jim Carrey and you're willing to write yourself a $10 million yeah. check. And I mean, that story's great because he made $10 million, but how many dudes wrote that freaking check and they're broke right now? Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, um, but so I never, I don't get nervous either because I'm just, I really do believe everything is meant to work out a certain way. I, I just, I'm a weirdo that way, not to get all Rick Clunny on you, but I. <laughs> I'm just like everything happens for a reason. We are and totally with you. Internet high five me on that, please. Right here. Internet high five. You And I can tell you've been well, hanging out with McKinnis because that's exactly what he told us on the show too. Everything everything happens for a reason in life and that, that is so true. So so true. So there is a, there is a direct correlation then with the Mercer Zona um, Van Damme pyramid here of how you got into Bass then, correct? One thousand percent. One thousand percent. If you hate me, send them emails and tell them <laughs> you should never have recommended them. Uh, if you like me, thank them. But it, it, they, they one thousand percent. If it wasn't for those two guys, it, and I'll never. You know, I hate that. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. When you see people that work in different industries, and it doesn't have to be fishing. It could be, you know, Hollywood. It could be sports. It could be whatever. I'll never deny that. Without those two suckers, I would not be anywhere, you know, and I, and, and, and I hate when people don't give credit where credit's due, but those guys totally um, helped me get the job and, and um, you know, and like I said, I don't feel nerves. Like, I don't get nervous at interviews, but I did get nervous for this because um, <laughs> the final interview, the final interview was they said to me, um, we want to hire you. And at this point, they told me they wanted to hire me as the MC. And I was just like, nah, I don't know about that. You know, I, I kind of figured I'd tiptoe into it. And um, they uh, they said, OK, well, we want to hire you. And I'd already told them this is my dream job, all that stuff. I mean, really, I, I equate this to this. And, and honestly, just because it's such a special job, I mean, it's like hosting The Tonight Show. You know what I mean? Really, sure. like You could be the best stand-up comic out there. But The Tonight Show doesn't always hire. And neither does, you know, this job. I mean, there's been four people who've basically done it full time in the history of the uh, of the, you know, series. But uh, so anyways, get to the point. I finally get nervous because they said, if you want this job, you've got to pass one thing. And I said, well, what's that? And they said, you got to meet Jerry. <laughs> nice. <And I'm> like, <laughs> it's like the Wizard of Oz, dude. It's like meeting yeah. the Oz. And guys, I mean, I know who Jerry McInnes is. You know, I'm rooted in this industry i'm not you know everyone knows who he is but i also know who he is and what he's done for this sport and just who he is in the history of the sport. i mean 
Bill Dance once told me, and he said this many times on mic, uh, on 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 cameras and on mics. He said, "If it wasn't for Jerry McKinnis, there would be no Bill Dance." Jerry McKinnis started Bill Dance. I mean, so that's how instrumental this man is. And I don't get nervous, but I got freaking nervous. Um, <laughs> so I show up to to the meeting. I, I fly to Little Rock, and it's literally, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna get this job if you if this guy likes you." And I go into his office, and Jerry's office is like, as you walk down the hall, I mean, it's the, one of the coolest offices ever. Um, you know, it's a, kind of an old stone building, you know, but it's very kind of urban feeling. It looks cool. And you're walking through, and you're seeing, like, Takahiro's jersey, the, I knew it, that jersey, <laughs> like, you see the actual jersey, and you're like, oh, my, my nipples are getting hard, and I keep walking down, and, you know, you, you just see all this history of fishing as you're going in there. And then I go into Jerry's office and it just gets even better. I mean, there's just memorabilia and cool stuff everywhere. And he's got his little dog, Archie. And uh, I'm allergic to dogs. But Uh-oh. I'll be honest, guys, I'm petting the crap out of Arch. Like, I, I mean, I'm <laughs> wearing a hole in Arch's back. Just hoping that I'm thinking, if this dog bites me, I'm never getting this job. So me and Jerry have, you know, literally a three-hour interview. Wow. And an interview with Jerry is not like an interview with anyone else. You know, you go anywhere else, they're like, well, Mr. Mercer, what do you believe you bring to this firm? It's none of that crap. I mean, we talked about baseball. We talked about smallmouth fishing. We talked about everything. And then every once in a while, he'd throw in a little, you know, question that would maybe be job related. So we're three hours into this. Me and Jerry are laughing. We're having great times. We're making plans to go smallmouth fishing in my head. I'm already calling my wife. I'm going to have my Jerry Maguire moment. You know, I'm going to call her on the way home in the little rental car to the airport. Baby, I did it. Kush saves all. And then, and then it went awry. Um, it, it when I was a child, my dad used to tell me, "Son, you need to learn to put your brain in gear before you put your mouth in drive." And that is a skill I have yet to master. So a lot of times, you know, when I'm having a conversation, I mean, I've got the worst ADD in the world. I'm all over the place thinking about things. And sometimes I think of something and it comes out before I even know it. So Jerry's telling me all this. He's like, you know, Dave, the feedback we've got is just incredible. He said, you know, look at this magazine. He shows me Basser Magazine. It's a Japanese magazine. I'm sure you guys are familiar yeah, with yeah. it. It's beautiful. One of the most awesome magazines out there. And he goes, look it. And they were the, they had just bought bass. And he goes, we're getting so much great, you know, support from the industry. And so much, you know, people support us from the media. And he said, look at this magazine. He shows me Basser Magazine. Or, yeah, Basser Magazine. And there's an article and it's got a picture of him and Don Logan and Jim Copeland. And he goes, but then he looks at me and he goes, but it's all in Japanese, so who knows what they're saying? And, and and I don't know why, but in my head, I saw that as an opportunity. Um, oh no! Right away, I looked at Jerry and I said, "I can read it to you." No, you didn't. You did not. This is one thousand percent true. Jerry McKinnis could confirm it next time he's on your show. I can read it to you. What are you doing? So he looks at me and he's like. And just so you know, like when Jerry's one of those guys you meet with, he's a Southern gentleman and he does not like when you're talking to me, you can see I'm smiling or I'm, 
you know, I'm not into this story. Like I react. Yeah, yeah. Jerry kind of sits there stone faced. So you don't really know where you sit at all times, you know? <laughs> and so, so I said, I can read it to you. And he looks at me, he goes, where did you, and he's looking at the magazine and looking back at me, he said, where did you learn to speak Japanese? And guys, I'm all in at this point. I'm committed to this lie. I mean, so committed. I'm almost believing it myself. Um, and I looked at Jerry almost with disdain and I'm like, Jerry, do you want me to read it to you or not? And he kind of just was like, uh, all right. And he gives me the magazine, you know, thinking this guy's a nut job. So I look at the magazine and I swear to you guys, I've never been able to duplicate this like I did in that office. I wish I had a camera with me. I don't know if it was dead spirits, my parents, whatever. They possessed me and it came out of my mouth so smooth and so perfect. But basically I started reading the article and I, and I you know, I had to look at it a bit, right? And then I said, well, different dialect, Jerry. Just give me a second here. And I started reading it. And I said, Jerry McInnes, Jerry McInnes has been a leader since day number one. From his early days as a baseball player with the Oakland Athletics Association to his trailblazing TV show that went on to the most epic television coverage of tournaments in the history of mankind. And we at Vassar Magazine have it under special I forget what I said. We have it under uh, whatever I said. Obviously not that smooth. But Jeremy <laughs> Kennedy is about to make the most prudent decision of his business life and hire Dave Mercer to MC the Bassmaster Classic. And I swear to you. Wait. Wow. Time stood still. Time stood still, guys. I'm in my heart. I'm just sitting there going. Doo -doo, doo -doo. Now that vision I had of driving home. Now it's like, hey, baby. I screwed it up in the last three minutes and lied to him and told him I could speak Japanese. So Jerry looks at me, he looks back at the magazine, and it probably was a few seconds, but it felt like a minute and a half, and he goes, you, you don't speak Japanese, do you? And I said, uh, no, no, Mr. McKinnis, no, I do not speak Japanese. And he looked down, and I'm literally thinking, oh, this is where I get thrown out and Arch bites me on the ass. And, uh, he looks at me, he goes, you'll do pretty good at this job. And he hired me on the spot. So nice. it was, it, honestly, one of the coolest stories ever. And in my office, I have that magazine cover uh, signed by Jerry. That is, dude, nice. that is so, that's one of the best stories we've ever heard here. There's yeah, no doubt one. about it. No, no cabe duda, <laughs> as they say in Espanol. Dude, that's amazing. Seriously. It's crazy. Congratulations. It, it, it's but but I think that that's what life is all about, you know, like taking risks like that, you know, and like I said, I mean, that could have backfired and I'd be the idiot, you know, um, yeah, but you force so I'm not telling people to go out there and lie, but you got to take risks sometimes. And and I just always believe if you, if you take risks, you follow your heart and you try to be yourself and you treat people well, it all works out and it. Thankfully, it has so far. Dude, that's amazing. Wow. And that's in the biz, they call it throwing it out and seeing what sticks. And that's what you did, dude. There's no doubt. Well, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't slide off the wall anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen the movie um, uh, uh, Billy Madison, right? Of course, it was. Billy Madison was actually filmed. No kidding. 20 minutes down the road from my house. Okay. Wow. So you you remember um, in Billy Madison, uh, Steve Buscemi's character. 
Do you remember that? I'm trying to think of Steve Buscemi. Who's Steve Buscemi? That's the guy that's uh, Fargo. Yeah, yeah. Was he in Fargo? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Steve Buscemi with the, He's with the lipstick. Yeah. Now, is it true that um, that uh, Keith Allen is kind of like Steve Buscemi, and you need to give him a call? <laughs> I mean, we'll call him right now if you can. Uh, <laughs> hey, true story, guys. I honestly, and, and I never talk about this crap, but uh, I guess when we do interviews late, I do. Uh, I, I don't know Keith. I mean, I've met Keith at a couple of events. Um, I think Keith did a great job. And, and truth be told, I literally almost did not take the job. Because of Keith Allen, and, and and I know some people will say he's he's making that up, but true story. I mean, I literally when I was offered the job, I said no. Well, somebody else has got that job. I can't. I just can't feel right about taking. And and you know, it was just kind of stated to me that you know it's a new direction, it's a new ownership. There's gonna be somebody else there, and if you if you want to be the martyr that nobody knows, then go ahead. And um, and and I got to go. I, I'm, I'm let, why did. Why'd you bring that crap up? Uh, it's an interview. That's what we do here on Stray Cast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a glimpse inside the life of Dave Mercer. That- I, I mean, I honestly think Keith did a great job. I think every MC uh, the Bass has ever had has done a great job, and they and they all do it different. You know, I, right. I don't agree with everything everybody does, um, and and I'm sure they don't agree with what I do. Um, and I think that's the cool thing about the job is you get an opportunity to put your own kind of stamp on it. And, and honestly, guys, for me, my whole theory behind it is it's about the anglers. You know, to, that's why you see me on stage running around like an idiot, you know, getting out of shots. Because these guys, it's so hard to win. I mean, really, when you think about it, you know, the best to ever play the game hasn't even won one a year. And when you, right. that shows you how rare it is, it's more rare than Christmas. <laughs> exactly. And dude, we love and, you. We love you at this job. Okay. We you're well, doing a you. dude. We're big fans. We we really are. And and he's you've come up with some amazing um sayings, has catchphrases? Yeah. Amazing catchphrases. Like yeah. you, you're the king of of catchphrases. You, you know, it's a king it's, of yeah. Do those? Do those really. uh, <laughs> yeah. They, they, like, but you haven't used the bird and the pecker is worth five in the bush. You haven't used that one. Yet. This year's classic. I'm writing that down right now. I will use a, that for you guys. A, a, a bird in the pecker <laughs> is worth five bush. in the bush. Is what? Text, I can't write it. Text it to me after. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and I will do that on the classic stage. And then you can't say, don't look a gift whore in the mouth either. That one. Oh? Uh-huh. Yeah. You can't, Horticulture? Yes. That's what you got to say too. When at, 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 at no, a crucial well, you moment. Should. <laughs> well, what's some what's some These, phrases? What's he? Oh, no, you got a bunch. Native son gets it done. Native son gets it done. Kevin gets number seven. Kevin gets number seven. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's a recent one. You want? Uh, go ahead. KVD shuts the door on number four. No, I gotta know though. Are you are you thinking about those? Uh. The day before, on day three, on day two, day three, or are those just coming out of you? Honestly, I swear to you, um, it's so weird. It, and and I remember when I all of a sudden thought Jordan Lee was going to win the classic. You know what I mean? Like everybody knew he had a chance, but realistically, 
regardless of what Jordan caught, you know, the 14 guys ahead of him, you just, you had to bet on them. One of these guys is going to catch him. So he, uh, when I was on the stage and thought, wow, Jordan might win. I, I remember thinking, well, what the hell am I going to say? And the weirdest thing is some stuff beforehand, like you, you plan it. I, I always don't know who won. Like who won? I always say don't tell my reaction to be natural. And uh, the unbelievable, I don't know where it came from. I, I, heaven. came from heaven. Be, it, it, it was so fitting, really. Like, because, I mean, I, I think that's the coolest announcement looped out and come out. Just because that explained the entire moment and it tied it into his name. Because what he did was unbelievable, you know, and it... it but a lot of it, you don't, you know, I don't really think of things. Like, I don't have a little note where I'm like, okay, if he wins, say this. And, and there's some wins where you're like, those are the guys who were, when something, nothing comes to you, you hear, and your 2017 Elite Series champion, uh, like, whatever, you know? Yeah. But luckily, for whatever reason, my creative little weird head comes up with stuff every once in a while. And some of the more... I'll be honest, uh, Tommy Sanders and Mark Zona have actually texted to me and dared me to say. So uh, that's real weird. <laughs> so what are some of them? You got any? Oh, well, actually, the, the we did, and I wish, you know, I wish we had a budget and people and we could get you the video to play right now, but we will try, I will try to get it to you at some point. Um the weirdest thing we ever did was it was bet for dinner and we were in uh, Green Bay. Johnny McDay won that tournament. So the bet was if you can say everything we say in your ear, I can not people think, well, they must feed him stats and stuff. No, they don't. They don't. They play Academy Awards music in my ear when Aaron goes too long. They just jack time, right? So, but it's fun. It passes the day. Simple-minded people. So the bet is, we'll buy dinner if you can hit all these within, you know, ten to fifteen seconds after we say them in your. So it's loud. It's Championship Sunday. There's a massive crowd. You can't hear. So they start saying stuff in my ear, and I didn't know what they were saying. Like I didn't know. I didn't put it together. I started saying it, but basically. Entire first verse of The Devil Went Down to Georgia in my intro. At, like, in my, like, and, but you had to make it make sense. And uh, I remember James Nickmeyer took the hot seat. It was one of the weirdest looks ever. So I'm out here screaming and yelling and waving a towel like a weirdo. And he takes the hot seat and they say in my ear, um, in that chair right there and a shiny fiddle made of gold. So he takes the hot seat and I'm like, have a seat in that chair right there with yourself a shiny fiddle made of gold. <laughs> and James and I just did that. It's like, what? True. True story. That's like a chicken in a bread pan picking out dough. You gotta say that one next, too. <laughs> I had to say that. That's, that was the last one and it came I still hadn't put together, but you got to remember this is saying, but this is during and they've actually cut 
picture of me doing the chicken in the bread print, whatever. <laughs> Come out like this. Chicken in the prep, prep, prep. That is awesome. Hey, we got it. I don't know the the feed's a, the feed on your end is a little choppy. I don't know what should we uh, should we try to. I don't know. It seemed oh, like as soon as you got good. close to it, it got chopped up a little bit. What about that? Are the tater tots ready? Okay, sorry. <laughs> is the whole family huh. using up your Wi-Fi? <laughs> no, not. Is it better now? Yeah, it is. Yes. There you go. That is it. Ryan yeah. Ryan fixed it. Good job, Ryan. I'm a tech guy. That, that's amazing. Is he, is he the ginger ninja? No, the ginger ninja is the producer. He's over here. That's I realize why that's confusing. Yeah, you can't see the ginger ninja. He's, but he's way more red than I am. Yeah, they're both red guys. Yeah. 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 But, and, and, Tell him I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan. <laughs> <laughs> he heard you. Me neither. He, he heard you. Hey, you ever see Jackass? The series Jackass. Yes. Okay. Of course, of course you have. Now, now I mean no disrespect by this, but you're kind of in a lot of ways like the jackass of fishermen, um, because what some I mean some yeah. What does that even mean? But uh, but some of the stuff you do, man. I mean, like is compatible to some of the the characters from Jackass. Maybe like, you meant the Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. No. Did I say the Jackass of fishermen? Is you said the I, Jackass. You're yeah. like a Jackass type character. Just come on the show. We'll call you a yeah. Jackass. And so like Steve-O? Yeah, or like Johnny that. Knoxville. He knows I'm not calling him a Jackass for crying out loud, guys. Get your minds out of the gutter. It's Dave Mercer. Have some respect. He speaks Japanese and reads it. Guys are nuts here. But here was what I'm getting at. You're going to know where I'm going with this in a second. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, you eat stuff. You eat, like, minnows. I've seen you eat minnows. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen you eat earthworms. I've seen you chew mm-hmm. on plastics. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, I've, I've I had a cicada once on Bassmaster Live. <laughs> it was, it's amazing. I even saw you jam a hook into your hand once. You did that. Yes. That's jackass stuff. Things. That's jackass stuff. You see what I'm saying? No. Well, I, I kind of look at it more this way. It's it's more... Sorry, I won't get close. I don't want to screw up the feet again. <laughs> um, it, it's more like, you know, people that have really good talents, like, you know, Kevin and, and guys like that. <laughs> they can do their talents, but if you don't, you just have to be a jackass, and and I'll proudly be it. <laughs> it's great. That was a compliment. You do know that, correct? One thousand percent. I take it as a my compliment. my producer is sneering at me like a, like Lon Chaney Jr. <laughs> right now because I said that. You you get it. We're fine. We're melding, correct, Dave? Hey, I, that's a, honestly that's a compliment. To thank me. you. I, it is what those guys did is amazing, and and. and we just got to get people to notice our sport and notice what we're doing. And and if you have to be a little weird and crazy, and honestly, I'll I'll tell you, when I first started, I was probably the world's worst Bill Dance, Al Linder, Bob Azumi ripoff ever. You know, <laughs> when I first got on TV, I remember just trying to you know conform and and be what I thought a pro angler was, and 
I don't know. I was kind of a year in or whatever. And, and I remember one of my friends said to me, he said, why are you so subdued on TV? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he said, you're really professional. Like you're very, you know, professional, not, you're not the way you are, which I mean, I took that as a compliment too. <laughs> and, and I really started thinking, I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, I don't want to play a character. I want to be myself. So most of that crazy stuff you see happen. I mean, when you see Zona bet me to eat Chuckers the Cicada on Bassmaster Live, $144, that's no different than if I was hanging out in his pontoon boat. You know, he would do the same bet with me. I mean, we're just being ourselves. I love it. I love it. And and again, it's good for the sport. Dude, the first cast at a baseball game, that's you. That's outstanding. That's, that's, that, that's history. Yeah, that was really cool. That's history. I mean, uh, that was really cool. We actually tied the baseball, like I drilled the holes. It was an actual baseball. And I threw it on like a extra trip, double extra heavy, you know, eight foot punching rod, basically. And I fired it in there. And I, all I just kept thinking is, good God, I hope my knot holds. Because, I mean, if that, <laughs> if that <laughs> It'd still be it'd still be flying right now. <laughs> That's outstanding. Hey, um, we can take some phone calls if you're cool with that. Or you you want to sure. do that? Let's see what some of your fans sure, have to if say. Cares to call? Let, let's see what happens. They can call us up at five two zero two one four bass. That's five two zero two one four twenty two seventy seven. We have a fish on the line. Welcome to Stray Cast. Who's calling? Hello. Hey, this is Brandon from Iowa. Brandon from What's Iowa. Up, Brandon? What's up, Brandon? You're here with your buddy Dave Mercer. Do you know that? I, I do, and his beard is amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kareem. Kareem. That's Kareem, yeah. That's Kareem Abdul the beard. <laughs> <laughs> if you could see... People are what the heck is going on? Yeah, they're calling the wrong number. Yeah, they call, they're calling. That's not my. Did you have a question or just what do you got for Brandon? Talk about my spectacular hair. Was that a statement, Brandon, or do you have a question for David? Uh, yeah, I just got a question. Uh, it's uh, Dave. What is your most memorable moment on stage during a weigh-in? That honestly is a great question, but it's almost an impossible question to answer because everyone is is special. You know what I mean? I'll be honest. The Angler of the Year deal with Brandon this year, that was super special for me because, you know, he's like my little brother. Um, Obviously, all the Kevin uh, wins, you know, but if I had to pick. You know, if I had to remove any personal feelings from it, and not not that I don't have a personal relationship with this guy, uh, because I do, I think he's one of the coolest on earth, and he's a, you know, already a superstar, but he's a future mega superstar of this sport. I'll pick one moment. God, I can't do that, though. Okay, I'll give you a few. But I got to go with Jordan Lee this year. I mean, the way he did that in, in, in... it was just incredible. I mean, he did something people thought was impossible to, to make up that kind of deficit, to, to pass that many people. But, you know, every Kevin win special, I can't go without mentioning Rick Clun's win. You know what I mean? That, how inspirational was yeah, that? Awesome. I mean, see, it was the first time ever working for Bass that being on the stage, I actually felt like I didn't have the best seat because the real show was backstage. I mean, watching the anglers line the dock as he bagged his fish. I mean, oh, wow. It's just one of those super cool things in the sport, you know, but they, 
there's so many. I mean, Tim Hortons win this year when he thought he wasn't going to win. So there's so many. I mean, Randy Howells. I mean, the, the list goes. It's hard to. On and on. It's hard to I mean, pinpoint that. I guess it would be. Hey. No, it's and it, it. Trust me, I love everyone, and and I do respect. You know, I, everyone is special. You know, and I remember every detail of every single one, and it, it's. It's just a cool, cool vantage point, you know, to be this close to somebody at one of the greatest moments of their life. But you're also this close to somebody at one of the worst moments of their life, you know, <laughs> when they do lose. But I just have so much respect for these guys because of what they've committed and 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 just how hard it is to win. So it's uh, it's real. I can't man. pick one single moment, but there's a lot of highlights. Awesome. A lot Great. Of lowlights too, though. Good question, Brandon. Hey, Brandon, can you ask Dave a question awesome. for me? Can you hear me, Brandon? Brandon. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, will you ask Dave a question for me, please? I want What's you. That? I want you to ask Dave what his most uncomfortable moment on stage was during a Bassmaster Classic. Could, could you ask Dave, him that? What is your most uncomfortable moment on stage during a Bassmaster Classic? Uh uh-huh. Good question, Brandon. Excellent question. It's an easy one to answer. On there's been a bunch that nobody knows about. And that's that's the cool thing about. Big live events like that, you know, you're you're always on a tightrope. But um, three years ago, I guess last time we were at Hartwell, um, I get three anglers into the weigh-in, and I ate Chick Fil A right before, and I got I don't, nothing against Chick Fil A. I mean, it's spectacular. I like the Chick Fil A sauce, and don't sue me. Send me some free coupons. But this particular Chick Fil A had. Fit off, you know what I'm saying? And I'm three anglers in, and I swear to you, I think it was the day two way, and I'm three anglers in, and it, I mean, I just start to sweat, and my stomach, and it's bad. And Mike McKinnis is in my ear, and I'm always having so much fun up there. He's like, two anglers later, he gets in my ear, and he's like, hey, act like you're having fun. Like in my ear, and I, and I just kind of looked at the camera, and that's what I'm doing a lot of times. When you see me make these weird faces, stuff, I'm communicating because I can't talk to him. I can answer if he says, "Hey, you know, move along the way," or whatever he says. So I'm sick, and and trip, you know, trip. God bless his soul. I mean, the man is one of the sternest disciplinaries ever in the history of this fine, fine sport. But he turned into my mama. Like he saw I was sick, and he started bringing up ice buckets and everything, and I'm. Literally up there, and I'm just sweating, and I'm like, like I'm not gonna puke, and I'm not gonna poop. I'm gonna puke, poop. It's happening. Like so, I don't know, but something in me needs to come out. And I used to think getting sick on a bass boat is the worst place to get sick, but in front of twenty thousand people on the Bassmaster Classic stage sucks. And I literally was standing there with my hand on the table. And, and I felt the whole room spinning. No no kidding. Like, I literally, in my head, I'm like, wow. So this is how they remember me, huh? <laughs> the dude who passed out on the classic. <laughs> and they, they find out I'm sick. But Mike says to me, we're 15 anglers in now. And Mike says to me in my ear, he goes, okay, 10 anglers from now. We're going to get you. He, he said, do you need a break? You know, he said, are you sick? And I said, yeah. He said, are you going to make? And I said, yeah. He said, do you need a break? And I said, yeah. It's 10 anglers from now. We're going to get you breaks. You know what that's like when you really got to poop. <laughs> when you're driving home and you're almost there. I mean, 
<laughs> you, you can see your front door. I'm like spinning more and everything. The final angler to weigh in, number 10 I get to, it's John Cruz. One of my favorite human beings on earth. He's awesome. But in my head, I'm like, oh, Cruz is here. Thank God Cruz is here. I'll get my break after this. So Cruz comes up, he weighs his fish, and he does his thing. And I'm just like, well, okay, I know you don't burn any gas in your fuel tank. Nobody does. I don't know why you guys go to the gas station in the morning and listening to his stuff, hoping that he, you know, finishes up. And he finishes, and I'm just like, I'm ready to sprint. Like, I'm going to get off the stairs before him because this was a situation I was once in control of, and this situation was now in control of me. So I go to sprint off the stage, and then Cruz goes, wait, 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 and on the mic, and I'm like, ah. so I turn around, and I'm like, well, what's that, John? He goes, well, we, we can't get off the stage without doing a selfie. So I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's a perfect time for a selfie. So we go to the stage and we stand there and do this freaking selfie. And the whole just don't poop now, don't poop now because they can see your. Butt. So and it, it it may still be John's um, profile picture on Facebook. I haven't checked lately, but it used to be his profile picture. And you just see me kind of with my face like it's smiling for this selfie. I ran off the stage. Um, they had a dance-off or something. <laughs> I, 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 I binged and perched, and uh, I came back on stage and, and felt, you know, t- three minutes later, literally, I felt totally different. So it's just a stomach flu, but definitely the most uncomfortable I've ever been on the classic stage. That is Bass History. Outstanding question, Brandon. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Thank you All very right, much. Thanks. thanks for calling, Brandon. I appreciate it, man. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you, Brandon. Brandon from Iowa. Not bad, not bad. Hey, um, you want you want to play some games, Dave? Let's go. Are you ready for some games? Let's, yes. Let's play. Damn it! It's about time. Yes. Let's play. Um, let's play the Bassin match game. Okay, you want to do that? Okay. All right. Um, yes. This is the Bassin match game, and we're gonna play it with um with Canadian uh terms. Okay. So I am gonna okay. give I am gonna give you a Canadian term. And then you relate it to a particular professional bass angler or a scenario in bass fishing. How's that? Okay. Sounds great. Let's play the Bass and Match game. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Live tonight with Dave Mercer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Dave, the first word for you in the Bass and Match game here is tuuk. Tuuk. Pronounced Took. Oh, Took. I don't know. <laughs> Pronounced Took. I'm American. And uh, I'm going to go with me. A Took is, for those in the South, a stocking cap. And as you can see, it's something me and my friend Trip need to wear a lot. So I'm going to say, I'm going to take the easy route on this one, guys, and go myself. Okay. Dave Mercer is the is answer. To a Took. It's a Took. It's a Took. A Took. 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 Didn't you see Strange Brew? You just got to extend it. Took. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Like, like it's spelled with like five O's. Yeah. Took. It's a took. Took. Bababui. That's not, that, that is not, that is not Canadian at all. Oh, okay. Um, how about loony? A loony. A loony? Yeah, a loony. I can Ellie. I can Ellie. It's a loony. One thousand percent. He's nuts. He makes a lot of loonies too, doesn't he? 
He does. He does. For those that don't know a loonie, of course, it's the single dollar coin here in Canada, worth about 32 cents American. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> he knows the exchange rate. That's amazing. A kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. A kerfuffle? Yeah. I don't know that that's a Canadian word. I, I've heard that word, but maybe it's a Canadian word. I'm going to go kerfuffle. Mm. Who finds themselves in kerfuffles? <laughs> Mostly loonies. Loonies that don't have their toucan straight. Yes, I believe so. Kerfuffle. You've, you've gotten yourself in quite a kerfuffle this time, Mr. Mercer. I'm going to go... I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the meaning of this, of the, of the, of the word kerfuffle. I believe means a, a tizzy of sorts sure. or something. But I, I'm gonna go with Justin Lucas because I'd like to kerfuffle my fingers through his hair. Wow, very nice, <laughs> very nice, elegant, elegant. A keener, a keener. <sighs> keener. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Dustin Cannell. I mean, dude never I mean, he's on the water fishing somewhere right now on a lake that we have a tournament 18 months from now. So, I mean, tournaments that haven't been announced, he's out there learning the lake. <laughs> Dustin Cannell. <laughs> he's a keener. Uh, Mickey. A Mickey. A Mickey, I know what a Mickey is, okay? And the, the it's it's a small bottle of uh, of alcohol, I believe. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's the one I uh, let's not talk about that. But I'm going to say, who would be a little small bottle of alcohol? I'm going to go with. I'm I'm going to go with. Who is a small bottle of alcohol? <laughs> I mean, why, why would you a small bottle of alcohol? I mean, if you're going to be alcohol, be the big bottle. I'm going to go with the, the total opposite that it should be. A little small ba- bottle of alcohol. We're going to go with uh, a little A-double-J, Elton Jones Jr. Wow. I don't think he's ever smelt alcohol in his life, but he's like a little bottle of small. <laughs> it's a little airplane bottle. Flammable. Yes. Yeah. He just uses it to clean his spinner baits. That's what he does. Clean the blades. What else? That was a total. What that, else? that was that was left field, man. That was that was awesome. Um, let's uh, let, let's switch gears. Let's 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 wait and play another game in a minute. But you just got back from from an amazing trip um, to one of my yes. favorite places on the planet, and that's that's Jamaica, man. Yeah, Jamaica, man. Jamaica, man. Yeah, I, love, I love that country. Me and my wife, uh, we were there for five days and did nothing. I mean, we it's hung awesome. around, toured Kareem around to the locals, did a lot of pictures with a lot of the locals. I mean, they didn't want me in it, but it was all about Kareem. It was all about Kareem. And it really, yeah. is, it really is now. But, uh, no, super cool trip. We didn't do any fishing or anything. Uh, I actually talked to a guy about fishing down there. I'm walking down the beach and talked to one of the local dudes, and he says, you want to go fishing, man? And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, how, how, mu- how much is, is a fishing trip? And he goes, 80 an hour. You bring how many people you want on the boat. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I said, so what? when do you think the best time to go is? And uh, whenever you're ready. And I said, no, no, no. I mean, what? when do you think <laughs> the best time? Like, when did the fish bite the best? 
I'm no fish. I don't know, man. You just go, you make the circle. Sometimes she bites, sometimes she no bites. <laughs> and uh, I thought, well, maybe I don't want to go on that fishing trip. Not so a good didn't sign. Fish, but it was awesome. You, you have to make decisions like that in, in Jamaica quite often. It, it reminds me of a trip one time when, when we got lost on mopeds. And uh, we ran into uh, into uh, uh, what do you call him there? A native of Jamaica, and a Jamaican, a Jamaican, yes, <laughs> a Jamaican, yes. All right, okay, okay. And and I said, hey man, how do we <laughs> Mercer? So <laughs> I said, hey, how, how do we get to this place? We were trying to get to this bar, and he goes, oh, that's easy, man. You just go straight forever. Just go straight forever, and then go left. And I said, this is not the right way. You, you can't go straight forever. Something bad's going to happen. Well, I, was, I had enough sense to not that's, follow That's like when you go to Tennessee and they tell you it's just over the hill. Yeah, it's just over the hill. Just over the hill. It's the same kind. The natives in Tennessee tell you the same yeah. thing. The same My cousins. Hey, guys, speaking of Tennessee, guys, this, this year at the, the first event we had of the year was in Tennessee, if you remember. Super cold. Yeah. Um, Ice fishing. Jacob Wheeler won the event. Um, and... Uh, I'll tell you about driving in Tennessee. I got to Tennessee in the middle of an ice storm, and luckily my fine friends at Avis upgraded my car to a convertible Camaro. (laughs) A convertible Camaro is a cool car to have uh, at certain events, like when we're down in Florida for two weeks or something. But it's not the car you want to be driving through those mountains in in ice conditions. I had you have some of the weirdest things that happened to you on tour, but I showed up late for that event. Normally, I go to the meeting and I learn where takeoff is and everything. So I get up that morning and I realize I don't even know where takeoff is. So I get my convertible Camaro, icy roads, <laughs> let it rip, right? And I'm trying to find out where takeoff is. And then I say, well, it doesn't matter. I'll just wait till I see a boat pass and I'll follow them. So I see a boat pass, hook on the bumper, and I'm following them. And the roads are nuts. Like, there's snow all over the roads. It's, it's nuts. And there's a whole bunch of, like, Gerald Swindles and big 4 by 4s flying all over the place. Gerald Swindles flying. Following a bass boat to our takeoff. And then I realized, who am I following? And I looked around, and I was actually following Marizo Shimizu. Oh, boy. And so I'm like, okay, so we've got a Canadian in a convertible Camaro in the icy roads following a Japanese dude, and um, we got there, though. I mean, we made it. (laughs) The rest is history. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Hey, um, if you you were a superhero, Dave Mercer, what superhero would you be? I'm not a big superhero guy, but I'm going to have to give... I mean, my wife's totally into Superman, so I'm going Superman. Okay, re- real good. And she could be your Wonder Woman. I don't really feel I am, but, I mean, it, hey, I'll wear the underwear for her. <laughs> How about a rock star? <laughs> Let's change it to rock star, then. If you, could, if you could live the life of any rock star, which rock star would it be? I, I want to be an old school rock star. I don't want to be a rock star today. Like, I want to be... I mean, you mentioned David Lee Roth, like guys that were rock stars, like where you could just walk around and people are like, well, damn, look at him. He's a rock star. Of course he is. He's got spandex trousers on and a freaking tank top. But somebody like that, one of the, you know, David Lee Roth, you know. Yeah, you want to be pretty like TMZ. Hardcore performers. Yeah, awesome. Or like I could see you as like a Robert Plant type. 
I got to work on the hair, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't we see more uh, Canadians in the Elite Series? You will. Yeah. You will. Uh, really, it, it's just the qualifying process is tough. Um, there's a lot of great Canadians fishing the FLW tour, you know, the Johnson brothers, uh, uh, Corey and Chris, I've known them since literally they were little kids. I mean, I fish tournaments against their dad and they are truly phenoms. Uh, Jeff Gustafson, I mean, uh, Charles Sims made the classic a few years ago and, and he actually was this close to taking that elite spot. If, if Fabian Rodriguez had passed it over, he told me he was all set and he was going to fish it. But oh, man. I, I do think that um, the, the Johnsons will be there eventually. They've told me they'd like to fish there. Um, it's probably going to be tougher for them to qualify now. It's too bad they didn't qualify over the last few years because the Northern Opens were truly Northern right. Opens and events like right. that they can dominate. And you'd never say it'd be easy, but that'd be their easier route. But I'm Let's telling you, travel. those kids will – if they want to make it, they'll make it. They're that good. You know, they are, they, you watch them, you watch Jordan Lee, you watch guys like that. And you don't have to watch long to realize these guys are different. Yeah, absolutely. Gus yeah, is I always awesome, wondered dude. why there's not more. It's, it's great. Cause there's so much fishing up there. I mean, you guys fish, everybody fishes up there. And, uh, I just remember John yeah, Bondi. Business wise, it's tough even when you think about it, those guys, I mean, you're dealing with Canadian companies and then you're going to the U S to compete. There's, it's just really I go back to the I've always asked why there it hasn't been a super dominant female angler and and mm-hmm. not to cause shitstorm on here because people will take that the wrong way but I really my answer and it's the same answer why there's not as many or there's no Canadians on the elite series anymore there was one at one time John Bondi um, but I think it's just percentage of people when you think about it. You know, the female thing, there's no reason why there shouldn't be a female that can totally compete with Kevin Van Dam. And there will be one day. Mm-hmm. Why it hasn't happened yet? Because there's just not as many females that fish tournaments. So you take it percentage-wise, you know, how many men fish it? Well, only 108 guys make it. You know, 108 right. or 110 right around there make it. So right. percentage-wise, there's going to be more guys from the U.S. just because there's more guys competing. You know, you've only got four Canadians fishing at a tw- imagine one of them on the elite series is pretty low percentage, but how many guys fish professional tournaments from Alabama? You know, yeah. it, it's, it's just percentage. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I think we will see, see, uh, more women anglers, yeah. uh, um, you know, excelling there. There's no doubt about it. You know, like, yeah, that number is growing. Like for Penny sure. Beerman. Was that her name? Penny Beerman. Penny Beerman back in the, or, or what's the beaver girl? From, like from the Pee Wee Herman yeah. cartoon? Yeah. They, Penny? Penny, yeah. Oh. What's the Reaction Innovation girl's name? Kim Bain. Kim Bain. Kim Bain. More, the Beaver yeah. Girl, yeah. we call her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bain. Yeah, Bain. Bain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she fished a classic, right? Yes. She, she did? She did, did fish She did fish. She was classic. first female to ever fish the classic. She so, did. yeah. she uh, And she did great. Uh, but and, and she did well in some opens, too. And there's a lot of females that have done well in opens. I'm just saying... Why we haven't seen a female on the elites? I mean, there's been some very close to qualifying, but that is no slow, that's no slap on on the sexes or anything. It's just when you think of percentages, yeah. how many females try to qualify for the elites every year versus how many males try to qualify? It just makes sense. You're going to have more males there. Yeah, right. right. It's a numbers game. I feel like in that classic 
she caught the first limit of the day. Too. I think she did. Think she, she did. Yeah. yeah, she jacked the limit right away in that classic. I remember. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, that day, that I think the first day of the classic, she had the very first limit. Yeah, uh, in that day of competition, and everybody was like, "Yes." Yes, first lady angler, first limit. Yeah. I was like, she's going to win. Yeah, everybody was betting. The betting was going, man. The betting was going right there. Hey, I'm kind of getting the, the, the signal here, but let's we got to play another game. I got some more stuff worked up for you, man. Bring it. But let's Bring play. It. Uh, let's, let's, we did what did we do? We did bass and match game. Let's yes. do what's on your mind. How about okay. that? What's on your mind is basically going to be easy for you, Dave. This is a no-brainer. You basically say the first thing that pops into that bass and brain ears. It's an all-brainer. It's an all-brainer. Okay. That's what it is. No holds barred whatsoever. All right. Let it rip. You could say anything. This is the internet. Okay. What's on your mind, Dave Mercer? It's time, again, to play a little game show on Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick and Dave Mercer has got a giant brain that is looking to escape. What does that even mean? I don't know. Dave, the first word to you is... <laughs> Can you not read your writing again? <laughs> no, I just thought of the answer that I had for this, and it kind of made myself laugh. Scrubbing bubbles. Scrubbing bubbles. Balls. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, bubbles, balls, and... Ah, ah. I mean, bubbles is balls. Uh, that's, that's actually our wild card question. If you answer with balls on every one, it'll balls be right. Balls is the but, answer yes. for everything. Actually, the, the the answer that I had in my in my head was: Did you you ever see that um, cleaning detergent, the scrubbing bubbles? Yes. Okay. Yeah. If you look at that, uh, their logo, it looks exactly like. Um, a hybrid of Seth Fighters and Shaw Grigsby's mustache. <laughs> the, sub, the scrubbing bubbles does. Can yeah. you think of you Thick bristles. It? Yeah. It's, it's there. I'm going to have to look at it. Scrubbing bubbles. Look at it. I don't normally generally look directly into the eyes of Shaw's mustache because it is very intimidating. <laughs> but I'm ready for him this year, I think, really. <laughs> you're going to, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're a mustache hammer. Just shave everything and leave the stash. Do you think I should... I think you look great with it. Most most sincerely, you look phenomenal with that beard. Yeah. You really do. At least right. keep it till after the classic, you know? It's wearing your face well. Yeah. I mean, I grew this one for the winter, too. It makes me look super smart and super old. He's just trying to be like me. Yeah. He's trying to be like Conor McGruber over here. <laughs> Conor McGruber? <laughs> uh, the next one is um, Instigator. Instigator. My brother. Your brother. <laughs> My brother. He got you in a lot of trouble, Dave. Oh, it's the festive season. <laughs> Weed fetish. Weed fetish. <laughs> I can't say anybody's say name that's in my head right now. Oh, I, I, I don't know. What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. What? Hey, Greg Hackney. Greg Hackney loves to fish in the weed and the mat and mill foil and all that. That's exactly that's the answer I had in my head also. Was not thinking of anyone else from California. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Polkostomus. Polkostomus. Where's my game show music, Andy? I need game show music. Get in the mood. It's like Christmas music. Polkostomus. Pol- what does that even mean? Polkostomus. Polkostomus? Polkostomus. 
Pocostomus for the rest of us. It's like Pocostomus. <laughs> it's the day. In Canada, we have Boxing Day the day after Christmas. Pocostomus is the day after Festivus. They're very well, good. The airing of the grievances, of course. Solid yes. gold, Dave. Solid gold, Davey. Right there. Feats <laughs> <laughs> uh, of strength. The, uh, the old Batwing. The old Batwing. Death Fighter. Death Fighter. See him from behind. <laughs> See him from behind. It's got a Batwing feel to it. It's the old Batwing. And yeah. the uh, the final one here is um <laughs> is the old glory hole. The old glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old glory hole. Yes. How every great story starts, really. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Mike Iaconelli for the glory hole. Another Mike Iaconelli. Um, That's another standard answer. Yeah, well, I, I mean, he's a bit of a glory hole guy. I mean, I, <laughs> but I, I only mean it because the spot he won the classic was the little heart shaped. You know, it was a glory hole. Very rare to find. <laughs> That's the clip we're pulling. How, how right there. many of the guys? I yeah. hear that so many times from from anglers. How many of those guys saying it on TV? You think know the double meaning to the glory hole? I don't know what you mean. I don't even know what he means. Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's a great fishing well, spot. They say it all the time. Well, I know. <laughs> and and I would say there's a lot of them that don't. You'd be shocked. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be. They say it all the time. It's. Well, it's funny. it makes me laugh a hundred percent of the time, though, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> if you really want to laugh when you hear them say that, glance over to me. <laughs> I never let one of those go. Like I'll just turn to the to camera, more or less, to speak to the guys watching the studio. And I'll just be like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's phenomenal." It's and and it is. Every good story begins with the glory hole. <laughs> I mean, it's every good fishing trip. Every good fishing day starts with a glory hole. <laughs> that's uh, that. That's it, Dave. You won. You won that one. There's no doubt about it. You knocked that one out, man. Congratulations. Yeah. What What you actually won is some beard hair from Ryan. Yeah. We're gonna. You had s- me at balls. You had me at balls. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> hey, do you still have any um any ITD hog cross? No, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I do have a bunch of cool lures around here, though. That the the cool thing about this uh, that was a bait I designed years ago, and then I realized that was work, and, <laughs> and, and I didn't. But uh, one of the cool things we have here is, is this is my bar, and if you look here, I'm going to try to take you guys for a tour. Of this yeah, might be a little freaky. Please do. This is if the magic of a bass talk show. You see this right here? Yeah. This this is the bar of, of shame or fame, depending on who you talk to. And basically, what you see there, Magic 8-Ball, of course. Nice. And what you see there is a whole bunch of fishing memorabilia. It, it's just like, you know, lures that guys have given me after they won tournaments or – you know, just cool memory pieces. Um, there's a bait that I that I caught a world record on. One of the coolest things here, I'll show you one of the coolest things, and hopefully you guys can, can see this. But if you look down there, you see those bobbers? Those are the yes. actual bobbers that my kids fished with their very first time. I mean, I had them decorate the bobbers, and my daughter named her bobber Bobby the Bobber. And, nice. <laughs> but it's just it's cool stuff that we that, that's here. So you mentioned lures, but those are some of the cool ones I have. That, that's hey, awesome. Look at this. This is serious memorabilia. Okay. 
Check this out. Me and Mike Iconelli had a bet on his on his podcast, actually. Okay. And I, I won. <laughs> and uh, he gave me a smashed, official smashed Mike Iconelli windshield. Wow. Was that a headbutt smash? That is awesome. That's a deal right there. You can eBay the hell Very out cool. of that later and make yourself some loonies. <laughs> Get yourself some loonies on that. <laughs> I mean, he is – you don't realize how important that is. Mike Iaconelli has only smashed 732 windshields. I mean, they're a very limited number of <laughs> and those And you got one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, when we were at Mike's house in the summer, I could not believe how his boat looked. It was only a year old, but it looked like it had literally been through a, a shitstorm. Let's say it. I, I think Ike looks at his stuff kind of – you know his way of competing. You watch him, and he does things. He crawls over logs and does all sorts of things in that boat. But I think he honestly thinks of it no different than you know a motocross racer thinks of their bike. You know that's his tool to get the job done, and uh, he does it weird sometimes. But nobody can argue with him. I mean the guy, the guy is is an absolute phenom. But boy, he's rough on gear. I shot a show with him two years ago. I broke more crap in the two days we shot together. We caught five fish that are this big, and it cost <laughs> I me remember five that. grand in repairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Dave, dude, this is um, this has seriously been a great time for us, man. We we really enjoyed this with you. Well, well, of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, guys, I, I had a blast, and and I love what you're doing. Like, I, I love it. the biggest thing I hate in life and in this industry because this industry reeks of one thing, and that's the copycat thing. You know, everybody, whether it's from lures, you know, you bring a you design a lure, and then next year every company knocks it off, or people that try to just do what everyone else is doing. If you want to make changes and you want to do cool things, you do something original, and that's exactly what. You, you guys are doing and you on that and i wish you nothing but success thank you very, thank you much. very much look how nice they sound dude yeah, that was yeah. phenomenal did you rehearse <laughs> th- did you rehearse that one dave that was good no 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 i love it thank you no can- I, i'm just good at kissing butt can you give us more compliments while you're here before you go <laughs> Just throw a couple more at us. Sure, yeah. sure. What would you like? Uh, just, well, you know what I would like, Dave. If you could do me this what? favor before you you get out of here, since you, I consider you a master of improv. I really do. The way you come okay. up with stuff on the spot. That's how he is, got the best message. That's job. how he read Japanese. <laughs> we learned that. Um, could you give us um, uh, a show intro? Could you give us an intro to Stray Cast? I, I could do that. Okay, um, that would be cool. How much? What's it? You just go, dude. Just turn it on, dude. Oh, how much am I? How many loonies am I paying you? You mean? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Andy already sent you the check. You should have it tomorrow. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, please uh, turn your computer to the main show. Straight outdoor cartoon television. Boom shakalaka. Yes. Congrats. That was amazing. We might have to replace Tommy Sanders with that one. We might have, we got Tommy to do one. I think we're gonna use okay. yours now. No, yeah. no, Tommy is Tommy honestly, Tommy, and I'm sure Zona said this a bunch. Tommy is the amazing thing about Tommy is Tommy believes nobody in bass fishing knows who he is. Like when we'd be in the trailer and somebody would come by and say, Can can, can we do a picture or something? 
me and Zone side and Tommy, we'd have to say, hey, Tommy, come on. And he's like, oh, nobody knows who I am. I'll tell you, but Tommy is the most incredible on-air talent I've ever worked with. I mean, you tell him he's amazing in nine seconds, and it's not nine seconds. Dude, yeah, he, he's awesome. He is, seriously, he's the best. It, it is absolutely amazing. Dave, what do you want to say to your fans before we get out of here? I just want to say Merry Christmas. Merry uh, I mean, I'm not one of those, well, hey, actually, I'm legally committed. It's a weird legal back, but I have to uh, please follow Kareem Abdul the Beard on Instagram and Twitter. Sorry, reluctantly promoting that bull crap for this idiot, but he's here and I'm with him, right? I mean, it's got himself an ego. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm promoting that, but honestly, have a great holiday, everybody, and love life. That's what life's all about. I, honestly, if you watch any of my Instagram stuff or anything, you'll see I've always put in a hashtag enjoy being, and that's really what I live by. Because every single day is a gift, and um, you, you know, enjoy every moment of it, and and that's what I try to do. So I wish the same to all of you. Awesome, Dave. We're all live at the same time. Yeah, and, and congratulations, man, and 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 just how inspiring it really is that that a gentleman like you live in his dream. Sincerely, man, it's so cool. It gives us all hope. I'm not kidding you. It's really they, good. It gives us hope that I actually just called got called a gentleman. Really, that. That gives anyone hope. Yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> Dave Mercer, I'll see you at the Classic, dude. I'll be there at the Classic. Let's hang out a little bit. What do you say? Let, for sure. It's a deal. Let's do it. And uh, anything you guys ever need, honestly, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'd lo- I know it took seven and a half years, but I'm glad we're together. <laughs> Finally, we are together, David. Finally. Thank you so much, and we appreciate you. your support, dude. We'll see you soon. And keep up all the great work, man. You're awesome, dude. Thank you. Take care, guys. There it is. Happy holidays. You too, man. You too. Merry Christmas. That's Dave Mercer right there. That that was a lot of fun. That was fun. That was phenomenal right yeah. there. There's no doubt, awesome. no doubt about it. Hey, next week, um, another big show. With literally um, uh, just a montage of bass fishing stars coming on next week. Um, you, it, it's just a, a, a constant rotation that we have going on next week. I'm not even going to tell you guys who's coming on. No, not, maybe Ginger. Dude, I might have to tell, tell me a couple. No, I can't. I'm not even going to tell you. It's you that. It's that good. It's that good. <laughs> Ryan said he has to prepare. I got a sheet here. Look at the sheet that Ryan yeah. has. No, it's going to be a great show next week. Hey, don't forget, um, Ryan. Where can they check us out if they, if uh, you know, they, this on-demand society? Oh, where, we got we got the iTunes. Got the iTunes. Got the Instagram. Got the Instagram. Got the Facebooks. Got the Facebook. And the YouTubes. And the YouTubes. And please, hey. Of course. Um, live on YouTube, live on Facebook. There you are. And when you go over to the uh, the iTunes, uh, our uh, our audio technician, Larry Kyleman, works very hard on that. Uh, leave us a leave us a review. I, even if you hate us, we, we like hate mail, too. Yeah, you I'd rather send, read that. Yeah, you could, that's entertaining. We, yeah. You could send us all kinds of stuff like that and, and, and give us a rate and a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. And it just, uh, it just helps us and helps the cause and helps us bring you the best bass fishermen in the galaxy every week here thank you so much to all our sponsors and most importantly to you the viewers and listeners because without you uh this just wouldn't exist we'd just be in our trucks talking about fishing yeah we'll or do on, that later or on the boat hey i'm pat renwick this is ryan whitaker jp high andrew ellenberger and larry kyleman Bye. we bid you adieu <laughs> peace we'll see you next week right here for the christmas special fa la 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 la
I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Stray Cast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!